Hello everyone, I'm Mike from The Self App, and thank you for listening to The Self App Podcast. This is a show where we discuss all things good thoughts, good words, good deeds related, and interview people passionate about being their best self, and who are helping others to be their best self too. Some of the segments include Coaching Clinic, where we talk to psychologists, motivational thinkers, and life coaches. Book Club, where we discuss and share reviews on our favorite books. Startup Spotlight, taking a pre-seed and more often than not non-techie view on starting a business and running a business. Health and Fitness Hustle, where we provide tips, tricks, and training from experts. And Esoteric Edge, a look at hidden or secret philosophy and how it can help you be your best self. If you haven't already, please download the Self app where we deliver you a collection of tools to help you be your best self. And 3% of all our profits are donated to charity. Hello, everyone. I'm Mike from the Self app, and thank you for tuning in today. Today, it's my privilege to introduce you to Sandra D'Souza. Sandra has been advocating for women's rights ever since she was a teenager. She is the recipient of the Edna Ryan Award for Mentoring for the Advancement of Women in 2008 and was shortlisted for New South Wales Women's Awards in 2018. In 2002, she became part of the executive team with BPW, an NGO called Business and Professional Women, starting out in Vice President roles in BPW Sydney to State President for BPW New South Wales in 2006-2009 to Executive Director on BPW International between 2012 and 2014. During that time, Sandra was one of the Australian leaders in Commonwealth Business Council. On International Women's Day 2019, Sandra launched ELECT to address the gender gap in business with its global procurement marketplace and supplier diversity program. As a strong advocate for gender balance in business and aware of the barriers women and men encounter in establishing a gender balance, this unique platform offers corporate buyers to source and access small business suppliers of diverse backgrounds, and every transaction funds gender equality projects. ELECT is aligned with United Nations Global Goal Number 5, Gender Equality as a Purpose-Driven Business. Sandra, welcome to the show today, and I'd love for you to share with us what problem did you see that you wanted to solve in launching ELECT? Hi, Mike. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Um, I feel very honoured to be invited to uh, be interviewed by you. Um, So, great question to start off with. And if I could tell you a little story, I guess um, it is about my passion for gender equality. And when I was volunteering, and still volunteering for BPW for the last 20 years, I saw uh, great work being done on at community level, at national level, and also at international level. Um, and yet there was just very little progress in my view of, of what was happening. So I can see the challenges with their own bureaucracy and the processes. And I do strongly feel that technology can help enable the impact, but um, they just weren't ready for that yet. Uh, Around um, the Me Too campaign, I felt was a time that uh, there was awareness that was going. Um, People were interested to talk about it, you know, men and women. Um, are having the conversation that we really needed to have. And so I felt that the time was ready for me to launch a business in addressing gender equality. However, 
I didn't want it to be another charity. I also didn't want it to be a consultancy. It had to be a technology enabled business. And gender equality or inequality, I should say, is a complex issue. So it's not something like, let's, let's do this and we will achieve gender equality. There are many reasons why we are still not, not achieving that balance. And it took a while for me to work on the business concept. And I was lucky to have uh, uh, an international business guru, Roger James Hamilton, who helped me work on the concept of the business model. And so out of that work, and we tested it with the market, came out with Elect, which is a platform that connects small business of diverse background. They're the suppliers to corporate buyers and corporate buyers can buy from them. And every transaction funds gender equality project. Now, this is just the start. There are many ways that we can do things, as I said, is a complex issue. And we're just tackling using baby steps to tackle uh, one small element of gender equality. And over time, we will be addressing many of those elements. So to answer your question, what problem um, you know, I'm trying to solve is really it is my moonshot goal. I would like to see gender equality in business, actual 50-15 participation in all elements of it. Um, and, and in order to get there, elect is going to start addressing like baby step, one step at a time. Amazing. So as, as you mentioned, and I, I you know, it, there's been a lot of, of um, I guess, red tape in your journey. You mentioned that, that in BPW, there was some bureaucracy and we see this across many industries that, that they're not ready for tech as a democratizer and enabler. And, and you really tapped into where you're leveraging tech to be that enabler of this platform. Um, it must have been, and it must still be challenge, challenging for you to see that your your goal, your dream, um, your moonshot, I think you used the term, yes, which I yes. really love, um, your moonshot aspiration, you know, it, it is a, a work in progress. Um, talk to me a little bit about why you're so passionate about this, despite the the uphill run that you're facing, Sandra. Thank you. Now, before before I address my passion, I just want to say it wasn't just BPW in terms of bureaucracy. Um, BPW is affiliated with the United Nations. So I, I see um, and have spoken to various groups on an international level trying to address gender equality, whether it's United Nations, um, International Trade Center, um, just various organizations that do amazing work of trying to address gender equality. Um, and, and I just wanted to kind of clear that so I'm not pinpointing just one organization. Um, in, what, what led to that passion, I think from very early on, um, and this is, you know, showing my age here, over 30 years ago, um, even as a, a, a young woman, uh, a teenager, um, constantly being told you can't do something because you're a girl. Um, not. I was lucky enough that didn't happen um, within my family. Actually, probably that was what made it difficult. You know, I grew up in a family of three girls. Um, later, we did have my brother, but much later in life. And, um, and you know, parents said, you can do whatever I want. You know, I went to a girls' school initially, 
um, grow up with girls and you just think that you know you can do anything in life and then um, we immigrated to Canberra straight to Canberra from overseas and went to co-ed school and that's where I was I saw um, I was exposed to probably um, the inequalities it wasn't a case that um, it was deliberate to say, oh, you can't do this because you're a girl. But it was like, you know, you have girls and boys things. Some things are okay for boys to do. Some things are not okay for girls to do. And um, and then as, as, you know, and then also saw, um, I have a very good friend in, in, in high school who was, um, I think she was a born feminist. And she highlighted the inequalities in media. So when you look at the ads, um, women are portrayed as the housewife and the homemaker. The father goes and um, bring home the bacon, so to speak. You know, the, the gender roles, the gender toys, the clothing. Um, I was very aware, I guess, at that age, because of my friend, how um, how things are, are skewed in us to what we believe, what we wanted to do. Um, and then there was one incident I wanted to learn how to wanted to learn technology, um, and I um, so in Canberra you have high school which is up to year ten, and year eleven you go to college. And I signed up for a, a you know computer programming course. I did that throughout primary school and high school, and I loved it. And I went to uh, my first day in my college, year eleven, to the computer programming course, and basically the room was full of all boys and they were all in front of a computer uh, the teacher was just talking to the, the male students and there was no teaching absolutely whatsoever it was just like you know you just somehow supposed to go in there inherently know what to do and um and it was so much a, a boys thing that i just felt so out of place and i wanted to learn and i had to in a way change my at that time i felt like a career choice to something that i felt i could learn and 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 grow with as a career and so I, you know it, it wasn't something that was detrimental that i felt but it just all these awareness over the years mm. have made me feel okay there are some inequalities and i was fortunate enough like i said that my family has always supported whatever i want to do and i did that and, and just kept pursuing, you know, um, what I wanted to do, learn how to drive. I mean, I know it's all fairly accessible, but you will not believe how many people told me that a woman can't park her car, especially in the city. And, you know, just as a constant um, opinions around me. And so um, what I, then what I guess, what I then discovered more importantly is that other young women or women my age who really felt very strongly that they can't do certain things because of their gender and I was mentoring them and helping them to overcome that um, and also with men who felt quite strongly what women are not capable to do and and again it's not it's not in a malicious way so it's not done in a hurtful or malicious way it's that kind of like views that I felt very strongly that wasn't the reality it's just what was embedded into us and so my passion came out like being part of um, the the NGO that I talked about was to really try and address that 
and what I've seen over the last 20 years or 30 years, I mean, 20 years I've been involved, um, and and I'm very, just it didn't feel like much was being done. But um, I do feel in the last couple of years, we are getting more and more traction in that. That's really reassuring to hear because, you know, it's quite synchronous that, that we're talking. I've been reading um, Carol Dweck's book, Mindset, and mm. she talks about a very similar experience that she had in, in her career that, that, you know, had she not been resilient and, um, uh, but she said, she says explicitly that, that, you know, the fields of STEM effectively are quite hostile towards women because of this fixed mindset that tends to pervade, it's social, it's cultural, um, and that can crush um, women who otherwise have, you know, natural propensity as well as the desire to learn and, and the willing to put in effort and overcome um, the, the knowledge gap there. So, you know, you're absolutely right. And, and it's so wonderful that you finished off saying that you've seen progress. Let, let me ask you an honest question. And this is this is important for every one of our listeners. Do you feel it's been um, sincere progress? And do you feel that, that there is um, barriers that are being broken down? And, and how much would you say is left to go of, of breaking down this um, fixed mindset around um, what is effectively limiting women? Yeah, yeah. Um, I do feel we are, we're a long way to go. Um, and the the things that, like the changes, the progress that I'm talking about, like, you know, with anything with mental health and when it comes to changing habits, the first step is awareness. You need to be aware that there is an actual problem. And, and, um, and if you don't, it's very hard to try and address the problem and, you know, change the habits and behaviors to be this person that you're trying to be and the same with gender equality is that the issue has been there for years and years and years um, and only le- recently that the awareness is happening so I feel that is very much in the first step and that uh, the, the start of the progress is okay um, and this is this is my I guess interpretation by the way so not saying that this is what um, is, is actually happening um, and the interpretation is like okay you know we have been talking about this we have been you know the affirmative action came out back in the 80s um, and yet we're still not achieving the kind of gender equality that we need to achieve and we still have gender pay gap um, what we need to do now is quotas and so quotas are coming in and quotas have, have shown that they are making the changes they are forcing the change that needs to be happening and um, and I'm seeing that's the kind of progress we are so we're only first step is awareness second step is progress but the unco- and the terminology unconscious bias is also what's making people realize that the reason they are behaving or they have these views is because of this unconscious bias now um, I'm not trying to be like oh doom and gloom and things like that. I do. It is a long, long way to go. I talk mm. about the moonshot goal. I would like technology to happen to to really fast track a lot of this um, work so that we get there sooner. Um, and and the unconscious bias would be something that I think we all are, need to be aware that we all have it. Even I have it. I can tell you that. Can I just, I know I love to talk, Mike, but can I give you an example? Um, Please do. 
So um, recently I went to, recently my daughter got admitted to a hospital and I won't go into detail with that. And because of COVID, everybody's all wearing their scrubs, everybody's all gowned up in a way. And so you have to judge in a way by a person's um, manner or appearance of who they are in order to work out which role that they're in. Some are very good and they'll put a tag to say who they are. And I myself, a gender equality advocate, have also fallen into the trap um, in the emergency department. When a male was talking to me, I assume he was a doctor asking me a question. When a woman came in who was trying to help my daughter, um, I didn't I didn't make the assumption that she was the doctor. Um, I know, like, but it was just that setting when you're trying to see everybody dressed as equal and the type of question that they ask you and that an older gentleman was tr- talking to me who I made an assumption about his role, but he was actually less senior than the younger woman who was. And, and he, they all said that. They all said what their role was. So it was quite good that they are really good at communicating who's in what role. But mm. I caught myself realizing that, hey, I cannot be more aware of the inequalities about gender and the unconscious bias, and yet I also make the same mistake. That's a really good segue, Sandra, into into my next question, and you've touched okay. on it a little bit there. But how how is this journey that you've undertaken and this mission um, that you're pursuing helped you to be your best self? Oh, um, awareness and um also seeking improvements i'll just like those two things seeking improvements um really made me realize that it can be better and i can be better but also not at the not at the expense of beating myself up so it's really important that i don't yes i made a mistake yes i and like I could have said, how could you, Sandra? You're supposed to be much better than this. And you got them mixed up. Like I could really beat myself up. And I just acknowledge, okay, look, guess what? I now understand how other people could make the same mistake. I can understand how deep-seated unconscious bias is. And so that's how I guess being kind to myself and strive like I will, I've learned from this experience that now I know where every what people are like and that I shouldn't be angry when people are making assumptions that are obviously um, biased, not realizing that they're biased, and just say, look, this is this is this is the human nature, this is what we have been exposed to, and we need to be aware what we're doing in order to make change. And so I strive to be better without beating myself up. And I want to do the same with others by having conversation and not beat them up for making a mistake that clearly is quite easy to make because it is so deep rooted in all of us. Mm, there's huge takeaways there for everyone, Sandra. I really thank you for, for sharing your, your development. Okay. And I think there's 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 a wonderful lesson for, for all of us uh, in, in that it's okay to make a mistake. As long as we're willing to learn and grow, then um, you know, don't beat yourself up and, and be willing to shed the, those unconscious biases and, and um, be open to learning. So let's come back to, to elect. Um, I'd love to hear some of the the stories or, or even, you know, one one or two of the favourite 
stories you have for the impact that you're having for these small, diverse businesses? Sure, sure. I'll, I'll give you one story. So um, we have a corporate buyer um, reaching out. And by the way, I'm just using the terminology to define corporate buyer and small business suppliers, but corporate buyer can be any businesses with 20 employees or more. So not talking about the big super conglomerates type of buyers, any businesses over 20 employees or more are regarded as medium sized business to, to large size. So, but this particular one was a large um, corporate buyer and they have, you know, uh, a retail, um, um, I guess shop, it's an online shop. Oh no, no, they have, they have bricks and mortars as well. And, um, and they have about 40,000 items and they sell a particular type of theme across their retail um, outlets. And, um, and they, they asked me, they said, we would like to have find diverse suppliers who can produce the type of work that we do. And I thought, great. And I found them. So I found um, women, indigenous women entrepreneurs based in Northern Territory who can produce the work that they're looking for. And we're actually putting together a pilot um, to make that happen. And it takes, I guess, um, in that particular, there is an intermediary based over there that we're working together to bring these two groups together um, so that we can have that conversation and, and, and discussion and getting it all set up. And I'm really, really proud of that um, progress of how ELECT is bringing a large company who really want to make a difference, who really want to support diversity in their suppliers and um, and, and actually love to, like, to, is working towards with me and Elect to make that happen. That's a phenomenal story. Well, I, I would hope that there's many more stories like that to come with the work that you, you're doing, Sandra, and it's absolutely phenomenal to hear that you're making a difference. What I want to ask you, though, is it must be daunting because you're, you're blazing a trail. You're doing something that, you know, is, is I guess, against the curve. And what I mean by that is, is you know, there are supply chains that are fixed and we're, we're almost geared to find the cheapest, the easiest, um, you know, and, and unconsciously not um, think about how we source or procure, but you know what's going to impact our bottom line the best uh, you changing you, you know you're really fighting two fronts you're fighting the, that front as well as um the front of of unconscious bias i'd yeah. love for you to share if, if it's all right um what have been your biggest fears or personal blockers in pursuing this course of um of, of a professional career yeah can i know and i'm just going to answer what you just said before i answer that question um, about my biggest fears. I mean, with, with the supply diversity, by the way, there's now research showing that actually supply diversity provides agility and cost savings, as well as the better impact on the e economy um, for the community and also for, for the country because of what small businesses, how they support the economy when they do well type of thing. So yes, we have been, you know, I come from a corporate background and drilled into us about improving the shareholder value and improving the bottom line. I'm just saying that, um, and we're actually partnered with the university in, out in the US 
to um, where they've already got some research and we're working with them to do more research of how actually businesses can get that profitability um, also working with diverse suppliers. Fantastic. So I just wanted to add that. Yes. No, so thank you. My biggest fears, um, so on a, on a personal level, it is really daunting. I'm, I, I, um, even though I'm a strong advocate and I think naturally I like to fight uh, for the little guys and the little guys, it will be the individuals um, that I would fight for, whether it's family member, friends or somebody I know through work or something like that. But to do it on this scale and, and as a large business and really putting myself out there, um, I can tell you I'm terrified. <laughs> um, I may be somebody who appears to be confident, assertive, who don't appears, but I'm, you know, I, I, I know what I'm good at and I can be out there and I'm assertive and, and I'm like, like leading. But at the same time, the reality is that I'm terrified along the way because it is such a enormous goal to want to, sh to try and achieve. I wish in me sometimes that I just pick a nice little business, you know, <laughs> live in Port Macquarie <laughs> and just <laughs> like walk by the weed and, and just have that nice, peaceful, easier life. Then to be heavily invested into not just money-wise, but also emotionally, and try to embark on something that you know there's probably 90% chance it will fail as the business stats will give you, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I don't know if that's strong enough ears to share and I'm just being very open, but that's, that's the reality. I think for a lot of entrepreneurs, the fear of failure that you go back to getting your own job. I don't mm. think I will, like I, I, have, I also have another business and I know that I'll be okay. And, and also being smart on how we structure um, our finances and things like that. But to do something, what I'm doing with Elect and trying to get people to change, trying to get people to uh, want to do something remarkable is terrifying, absolutely mm. terrifying. And I don't know, I'm the type of person, never thought of myself to be that type of person to delete that, but at the same time, I'm also excited because it's my passion it's got i've got this burning desire i've got this burning fire in me to say this is what i really want to do so i think the passion and and, and fear goes hand in hand to be honest and especially when you're embarking on something that's so different first of all i just want to thank you for being so open and honest i think it's it's so hard to be that real and that vulnerable um, because you want to project the image of confidence and, and certainty and surety so that you know your both both your your corporates, the targets that you're chasing and and your suppliers might see you as this um, you know I guess this this lion tamer. Um, and yet you know every day you face the reality of, of what a lot of businesses do, which this might fail and and that's on on, on, on your shoulders and to share that openly and honestly Sandra I, absolutely commend your courage because anyone who takes a shot has to face that and you know as, as I said again you're 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 really trying to change culture you're trying to change fixed mindsets you're trying to change unconscious bias and and you're fighting for the little guys so what I love in the way that you finish that there and this is this is a huge thing for anyone is um, you said 
the passion and the excitement go hand in hand with the fear. And if you've got something you're passionate about, um, it, it, it will sustain you as it sounds. It's sustaining you uh, yeah. a- along with along with you know being really smart in in some of the other aspects of, of your life and, and the way you manage things. So thank you for sharing that. Uh, I want to take us all the way from the the challenges and the difficulties and into <laughs> uh, into the 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 joy in the line again. Um, and I'd love to find out who and and what are you thankful for in your life, Sandra. Um. I am thankful, firstly, to my husband and my beautiful daughter. Um, They make me stop and smell the roses, you know, um, just, I'm I'm probably, as you can tell, I'm a bit of a workaholic (laughs) and Mm -hmm. um, it's quite easy just to get lost in work and, and I actually could easily, from, from the minute I get out of bed and just work till I go to sleep and not worry about eating and wow. doing anything <laughs> i could easily wow. do that i would love it but <laughs> that's not really healthy is it <laughs> not at all. um and and but then having like my my husband and my daughter they 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 are the reasons for me to just take the time to spend time with them with with life and you know um yesterday afternoon was a beautiful sunny day here in sydney and we just sat out on the deck having lunch and enjoying music and just spending quality time. Um, so I think that's um, really what I have to say is it's, it's, it's just that balance. It's really important to have that balance in life um, and, and that will help carry you even the strength and to do that otherwise Otherwise, your mind and your body just fall apart, and that's no good to anybody. Absolutely, that's wonder- a wonderful share. Thank you. So, you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring us back a little bit to um, elect. What's, you know, if it's not a next challenge, at least what's the next groundbreaking breakthrough that you want to conquer with elect you know you, you talk about that really the the it, you know we're, we're it sounds like we're we're just past ground zero at the awareness level so what's what's the next challenge that you're striving to conquer through the work you're doing um the next challenge um and this might take a little bit of time to 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 get there um because I think we've, we've got the framework in terms of what we're doing and that's moving along well. But the next challenge is um, I like to incorporate gender lens investing, that framework into the work I do. So the gender lens investment or investing is, is something that the institution side and some companies are um, making sure that um, you know, when it comes to um, addressing gender equality through funds, that's what um, uh, that needs to be measurable, and that it is transparent, and it's also focused on addressing the the, the gender balance. So I'm still, I know, and I sound a bit hesitant because we're still working it out how to incorporate that um, into the work we do. But I would say that that would be our next thing that we want to tackle. Fantastic. Um, As we wrap up here today, I have one question that I love to ask all my guests. And um, I think this is one that so many people, you know, will get 
huge um, value out of hearing your thoughts. But what's a key piece of insight or advice you can offer our listeners to help them be their best self, Sandra? Well, I actually have just two words, or maybe three or four words, actually. Can I count? Yes, I can count, but I'll start. <laughs> it's like, I think of the two words and I go, oh, I could add, add, add. No. All right. First, my first, the two words is be kind. All right. And what I wanted to add is be kind to yourself. So that is the invite that I, inside I want to share with, with your listeners is because if you, if you be kind to yourself first, and then you be kind to others, then the rest would be, the world would be a lot much better place. And by being mm. kind to yourself, that also helps with your mental health as well, mm. not to be so hard on yourself. And that, yes, we all make mistakes. Yes, we are, we have fears. Yes, we have a lot of negativity, especially uh, with lockdown and everything that's going on. There is a lot of concerns, but we just need to be kind to ourselves. And, um, and once you're kind to yourself, I think being kind to others flows quite easily. Um, and I'm not saying don't be kind to others. That's not an important thing to do first. And, and this is just a recent thing I've learned myself. And that's why I'm sharing this inside is because I was so focused on helping everybody that I've actually lost track of how to be kind to myself. And when that advice was given to me, I felt that when I started being kind to myself, um, I felt that my work to others was 10 times better. Mm. So that, that would be my advice. That is a profound piece of wisdom. You know, it's it's so true. You know, unless your love tank is topped up, there's it's much harder to give that love out. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I've got I've got shivers from <laughs> and goosebumps from hearing that. I think I think during this time, Sandra, your your advice and your wisdom could not be be more timely. I think there's a lot of people that and like myself that that you know really need to be kind to ourselves and at first and from that place extend that kindness to others. So um, I, I would love to thank you for coming on the show and being a guest for the Self Out Podcast. If people want to find out more, where can they visit um, and, and become a part of this community? Um, with Elect, just go to our website, which is um, elect.biz, B-I-Z, and Elect is spelled with two L's, so E-L-L-E-C-T dot biz. Um, just, just come to that website and learn more information. And I'm actually quite open to anybody reaching out to me via social media. So my LinkedIn profile, my Twitter account, um, and my Facebook. Um, so you can find me on those, Sandra D'Souza, that's my name. I know there might be a lot of other Sandra D'Souza's, but put Sandra D'Souza elect and you know that the three combination, you'll be able to find me and feel free to reach out to me. Cause um, you know, if you like the work that I'm doing and you want to be involved or want to know more about it, I'm all yours to help support you with that too. Amazing. And if we have corporate listeners, please do reach out. Um, as Sandra's already said, she's she's looking at validating and empirically proving that this is good for business. It's good for the bottom line. It's good for the economy. Um, and if you're um, a business with a, a 
Diverse Ethos, also reach out and find out how um, you can partner with Sandra and access the wonderful corporates that, that she's partnering with. Um, this is a phenomenal program, Sandra. I think you absolutely rock and I'm truly grateful for yeah, you being you. on the show and coming sharing with us today. Um, to our audience, I want to thank you for listening. Uh, before you go, please do us a good deed. Share this with just one other person and please leave us a five-star rating wherever you've tuned in. For more best self-goodness, you can find us on social by searching for The Self App. From us to you, please keep up the good thoughts, good words, good deeds, and continue to level up your best self. Bye for now, everyone.